We already know what happened with Nico Heizer in regards to practice and his post-game interview. However, let's talk momentarily about Ryan Graves because he's not exactly an innocent bystander. Also, the NHL has changed up its COVID procedures, and I'm actually very excited to talk about it. And finally, it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. All I can say is hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast from the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's been a whirlwind of emotions the last couple days for the New Jersey Devils. So today is game day. They're going to be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. However, after that game against the Arizona Coyotes a couple days ago, I'm not really all that confident in the Devils coming out with the win against uh, one of the top teams out in the Metropolitan Division. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. I'll talk about that in the final segment, and uh, I will give you guys my overall opinion. But it's not really looking good because I I will give you guys a spoiler. The uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, like I said, they're tops in our division. They are tops in the power play. They are tops in the penalty kill. Uh, They're tops and face off. So going into this game, uh, not really looking too good for the New Jersey Devils. So I'll give you guys my overall final prediction at the end of the episode. Um, But when talking about yesterday's episode in regards to Nico Heizer and the possible beef that he has with Lindy Ruff and the Devils organization, I just want to put this out there, guys. What I say is pure speculation. I can't confirm nor deny anything. I'm only allowed to give my side of the story. And I told you guys, like, Nico Heizer dropped F-bombs in a post-game interview after the Arizona Coyotes game a couple days ago. He didn't go to practice. There could have been a lot of, you know, speculation as to why he didn't uh, go to practice. But I'm just saying Nico Heizer is a lead-by-example type of guy. He's not really someone who will express his frustration like that so it was a little bit out of character for him to do so because we usually know Nico Heizer as a level-headed guy that's why we uh, hyped him up so much when he got into a fight uh, last December so just putting that out there and I I do want to give him the benefit of the doubt however because Ryan Graves also didn't come to practice yesterday and Obviously, we don't really have any confirmation as to why both those players decide to skip out on the Devils practice. Could it be injury uh, concerns? Could it be a personal matter concerns? Could there be not any reason at all and they're just frustrated with the team? We don't really know. We can only go based on assumption. And I gave my overall assessment in yesterday's episode, but I want to focus back onto Ryan Graves momentarily. So here's the thing about Ryan Graves. He also expressed his frustration uh, in terms of his overall performance and also the team's performance uh, in a post-game interview uh, after the Coyotes game. And he said that this loss was on us. And uh, Ryan Graves' fan page on Twitter, ran by Alan Cosman, said this was one of Ryan Graves' worst performances of the season. So Ryan Graves stepping out on the practice, could that possibly uh, signal trouble in paradise? I don't really know. Maybe he was just disgusted with the team. But like, like I said, I can't confirm or deny anything. But I do want to give the benefit of the doubt to Nico Heizer. I don't want to like stir the pot if there's nothing really to stir. But I, I did give my overall opinion and I'm entitled to it. But at the same time, like I said, I can't stress this enough. I cannot confirm nor deny anything. But I could give my opinion, which is like Nico Heizer being a level-headed person – 
being the captain of this team and just, you know, dropping F-bombs is a little out of character for him and him just stepping out on practice. I don't know if he's done it already this season, but uh, I didn't see any reports saying that he was injured. So just just giving that um, notion a little bit that maybe that can be a red flag just a little bit, but I can only go based on speculation. Now, let's talk about something else going on in the NHL. And I said I would have talked about this a couple days ago, but now is the perfect time to talk about it. The COVID protocol has changed for the NHL. Now, here's the thing. I predicted this overall change for the NHL because I said they had to follow suit of the NFL, which is stop testing vaccinated players who are asymptomatic. Now, if they're showing symptoms, by all means, test them. But we cannot continue the way that we're continuing. And the New Jersey Devils uh, speak great truths to that. Now, they don't have it as bad as some of the Canadian teams. But look, the NHL is kind of in a situation right now in terms of just trying to reschedule all these games and uh, pulling their players uh, away from Olympic play and just using this two-week span to uh, fill in those postponed games. But I, I just said the NHL cannot continue like this because are we going to do this uh, a year from now? Are we going to do this two years from now? Something's got to change. I might have the unpopular opinion, but I, I, I'm right. And the NHL did change it. So we're going to talk about that momentarily. But first, uh, I need to tell you guys something very interesting. It comes from Bilt Bar. So it's a new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bilt Bar makes it easy for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which could be chalky or waxy or taste like chemical spill. If you want to eat healthy, maybe it just gets so boring by like week three, you're probably thinking to yourself, this is not worth it. Where's that chocolate out? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to your secret stash at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever the case might be. Throw out all that sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars so when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a fan of working out you can at least uh, taste something that's good and is good for you that way when you enjoy a delicious built bar you can almost count it as a workout so there are so many flavors to choose from they have coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie and many more in fact built is always coming out with new limited time flavors so check out built.com often to see what's new here's the offer go to built.com use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your order again use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com and now the second live read comes from our friends at bet online bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to get started from football basketball hockey boxing ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 battle line is fast as an easy way to wager on all your favorite sports battle line where the game starts please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well Okay, so let's talk about the uh, change of COVID procedures for the NHL. So I'm going to read you the press release and I'm going to give you guys my overall opinion. So following a meeting of their respective medical groups last week, the NHL Player Association and the NHL in general announced today the following updates on their COVID protocol. Five-day isolation period. The isolation period update issued December 29th appears to be functioning well in its current form. A significant portion of players appear to be exiting isolation after five days with lab-based PCR tests and that has 
a CT value of greater than 30. Now, here's the thing, guys. I did say it when this was released back in late December. I said lowering the isolation period is actually a good first step towards uh, you, you know letting vaccinated asymptomatic players off the hook. Testing protocol, the plan is to continue current testing protocol through February 3rd, provided positive test results continue to decline within the NHL and pending review and agreement by January 31st by the NHL's and Player Association's medical experts. The protocol will be updated as follows. There will be no testing of fully vaccinated players and staff during the all-star break, including for participating players and staff unless needed for travel or development of symptoms. There will be a single test upon re-entry to club facilities post-all-star, after which there will no longer be asymptomatic testing or testing for fully vaccinated close contacts. Therefore, testing will continue only a limited four-cause basis if, if fully vaccinated players and staff who develop symptoms or require testing for cross-border travel. So basically, that means like if you're trying to get in and out of Canada, you're still going to be required testing because uh, the Canadian government is way different than the U.S. government. The post-COVID testing holiday will remain at 90 days. But symptom-based testing can still be done at the team's physician's discretion. Testing for cross-border travel post-COVID will be dictated by relevant health authority, which is currently 90 days for entry to the U.S. and 100 days for entry to Canada. Enhanced measures, the current enhanced uh, prevention measures will remain in place in short term. The Players Association and NHL will meet on January 31st to make the recommendations for relaxation of the enhanced measures providing rates continue to decline within the NHL. So basically, if the rates continue to decline in the NHL, no more testing for fully vaccinated asymptomatic players. Now, this is huge, guys. This is breaking. That means no more Jesper Brat, no more Pavel Zaka, no more Igor Sharangovich, no more of those players going on to COVID protocol just because they were in close contact with somebody. Because remember, the Devils had to put one of their staff members into COVID protocol. And as a result, I guess the players that he was associated with also had to go into COVID protocol. I told you guys, the NHL cannot continue like this. I may have the most unpopular opinion, but lo and behold, I was correct because we saw this with the NFL that they decided to stop testing their asymptomatic players could you say that it's a money issue? No doubt, but like I said, you can't continue the way that you're continuing right now because look at the NHL. Almost 100% of the players are vaccinated. That's why there was a huge conflict between the NHL and the Devils organization before the start of the season because Mackenzie Blackwood, I believe he was one of two Devils players that weren't vaccinated and they said he couldn't play like in Canada. He couldn't play in New York. He couldn't play in California because those places take their COVID protocols very seriously. We're seeing this in the NBA with uh, an NBA player named Kyrie Irving. Irving. He, he can't play at, in New York because he's not vaccinated. Or we saw this with Travis Kelsey in the NFL in which he had to be placed on the COVID protocol just a couple weeks before the start of the playoffs. And that didn't help my fantasy football team at all because we were in the playoffs actually. But at the end of the day, you guys realize the, the situation that these leagues continue to be in because it's like, how much further can you take this? How much further is this going to go? Because you cannot live like this a year or two from now. I, if we're seeing this in five years, we're going to see the decline of sports in terms of overall viewership because, look, when I'm watching an NBA game, I'm more than happy to see some players get their chances to make their dreams come true. But at the same time, I want to see the star players. I'm tired of seeing who's in and out of COVID protocol. Same with the uh, NHL. I'm tired of seeing Jesper Brock go into the COVID protocol. Igor Sharangovich, Pavel Zaka, all those players.
players because they could have really been crucial for us in some of our games against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the New York Islanders because those are some of the games that we could have potentially had or the Boston Bruins game uh, earlier this month. So I'm just saying, look, am I being a little insensitive? I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm not trying to downplay COVID-19. I'm not trying to just be this big jerk about it, but I'm just saying you're not going to get the virus down to 0%. So for some of you who are a little angry at the NHL, you have every right to be angry at them, but at the same time, what do you expect out of them? Because here's what I expect out of them. I expect for them to not test fully vaccinated asymptomatic players because there's really no reason to. The virus is not going to get down to 0% and you got to continue to push through it. The season's not going to get postponed. The season's not going to get canceled because do you want to end up like the MLB and go into a lockout? That's my question to you, dare I ask, because that's uh, the direction that the NHL could potentially go into or any other leagues in general, because, um, you know, if you postpone the season, if you delay it by a few days or a few weeks, few months, whatever the case might be, it could really put a damper onto your season. We saw this last season, only 56 games to be played. We saw the Mass Mutual East Division, the Central Discover Card uh, Division, whatever the case might be, because the NHL was losing money. That's the whole reason why they're allowing teams to have sponsorships on their helmet because they needed a quick money grab so my question to you is is like what do you expect the nhl to do because they are losing money and really you can't get the virus down to zero percent and almost every player in the nhl is fully vaccinated so these changes needed to be done because you look at a team like the ottawa centers you look at a team in canada in general how many games have they played recently because we've had our game against the montreal canadians and our game against the toronto maple leafs be pushed back due to COVID protocols. Basically, after that entire rant, I'm just saying like something had to change and it's going to change because I think we're better equipped to handle a COVID outbreak now than we were in March 2020. I think we're in a much better position now than we were at the beginning of the season because we continue to make strides each and every day on how to contain it, how to deal with it. And look, you can't stop a virus. It's impossible. But, you know, you can prevent it somehow, some way and just pushing through it and just like letting it go through each and every team. Everyone uh, just is asymptomatic. They they have it in their systems, whatever the case might be, and they play through it. I think they're better equipped with the amount of team doctors, personal doctors, trainers, physicians, whatever the case might be. I think they're in better position to deal with it right now than they were uh, a few months ago. So, like I said, we continue to make strides each and every day and just changing up the COVID procedure, I think we're going to see a bigger boost in terms of the viewership for the NHL because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it was hard to watch the New Jersey Devils play when a lot of their guys were down. Remember that game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, basically putting out a skeleton roster. We had to get an emergency backup goalie because uh, I, I believe a couple of our goalies were on COVID protocol. So uh, just, just looking at the gif of that, I'm glad that the NHL has made these changes. I'm glad that they followed in the footsteps in the NFL. Like I said, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm not trying to downplay the situation. I'm not trying to cause controversy. I'm not trying to, like I said, be insensitive. I cannot reiterate that enough, but I am entitled to my opinion. Like I said earlier in the show, when something happens like this, I am entitled to my opinion. It could be the popular opinion. It could be the unpopular opinion. But at the end of the day, you know, this is just my personal take. This is my personal opinion, and I like what the NHL is doing. So, uh, once the All-Star game rolls around after everything has uh, happened, 
I, I believe that we're going to see a viewership just spike up for the NHL because we're, we're, we, we're kind of seeing this right now. When you stop putting your top players onto the COVID protocol, it makes this game a little easier to watch because, quite honestly, let, let's be honest with ourselves. Do you think we could have been the Columbus Blue Jackets had we been at full strength? What about the uh, New York Islanders? Now, the Arizona Coyotes is a different situation. Or even the Boston Bruins game. Don't you think if we had some of our top players for that game, do you think we could have won that? I certainly think we could have. So we could have had three wins right there. Now, I, th- that's looking at it in black and white, but that's my overall opinion. And, you know, I talked about Mackenzie Blackwood not being out there on the rink. I know I've been giving him slander the last couple of days, but I know how important he is on this roster. Despite his struggles this season, you know, uh, w- would you rather have uh, some of the other guys that we have lined up? Because, spoiler alert, Jonathan Bernier is not coming back this season. So, um, that's my overall opinion, and I'm glad that the NHL is taking this route. And like I said, guys, I said this a few weeks ago. I said it might be the unpopular opinion, but it's going to happen. The NHL is going to follow in the footsteps of the NFL and just basically stop testing asymptomatic players. And I said this had to happen because you can't continue like this. And what was the NHL going to look like in five years had we continued with these rules? It would be less enjoyable to watch, I'll tell you that much. It'll be frustrating for the fans, and I don't want to see a season postponed. That's my personal opinion. So uh, that's my overall opinion on the whole COVID situation going on right now. And there's your COVID update for today's episode. Okay, so the important thing for today's episode that it is game day for the New Jersey Devils as they will be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, here's the thing. The Carolina Hurricanes are 26-8-2. The Devils are 14-19-5 coming into this game. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes do have a game tonight against the New York Rangers. So uh, remember, I record my episodes a day prior, so I have to see what they do in tonight's matchup against the New York Rangers. But when this episode goes live, that game will be concluded and they will be playing the New Jersey Devils. So that, that record is going to change for the Carolina Hurricanes. They could be on a three-game win streak. They could be coming off a loss. We'll see what happens. But the gif of it is the Devils are on a three-game losing streak and we're playing one of the top teams in the NHL. I got to give credit when credit is due. I thought the Carolina Hurricanes would take a couple steps back because they traded away Nadelkovich. They lost Dougie Hamilton to us. And I'm not going to expect a Dougie Hamilton reunion um, today because I, I don't think he's going to be a game time decision. I think that's a, a safe bet. But overall, um, th- this game for the Devils, I'm a little concerned because look, look at our last game against the, um, uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. We played completely flat-footed against a team that had no business of beating us. I, look, I, I don't mean to to sulk over this but let, let me just remind you guys we let the coyotes get off 17 shots on goal and they scored on four of them let me remind you guys their fourth and final goal did not come at the hands of an empty netter that happened in the middle of period uh number three so and we also only allowed one shot on goal one measly shot on goal in period number one so I'm a little concerned for the Devils. I just don't think they have the defense or the goaltending to really compete with the Carolina Hurricanes. Like I said, I, I don't know the case of the overall body health for Mackenzie Blackwood because he did look hurt in their last game against the Coyotes. He couldn't move laterally, but uh, going against D'Angelo, who's had six points in the last five games, um, I, I just don't know where the I just don't know where the defense is going to come for the New Jersey Devils. And without Dougie Hamilton, I just don't think Ryan Graves is the guy to. Um, you know, lead the defense to victory against one of the top uh, teams in the NHL. But let, let me let me just backtrack a little bit. I am very impressed with the Carolina Hurricanes because I thought they would take a couple steps back, but they haven't missed a beat. And 
I, I don't know what's going to happen in this game, but uh, I don't think it's going to go the way of the New Jersey Devils. So when looking at this game, uh, I guess my player to look out for would have to be, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick Jack Hughes. And I'm going to pick Ryan Graves because Jack Hughes has to lead the offense to victory. He's got to do what he's been doing the past few games. So uh, in his last, like, I don't know, like 10 or so games, there's only been two games where he hasn't recorded a point. And um, uh, look for Ryan Graves because Ryan Graves has to lead the defense to victory because I think he's arguably our best defenseman alongside with Siegenthaler. So look for um, Ryan Graves to basically just take the lead and possibly lead us to victory i won't expect ryan graves to um have uh like a point in this game but i'm gonna predict something that i usually don't predict on the show i'm gonna predict plus minus so i think ryan graves um if the devils are on their a game i think he can have a plus minus of maybe plus one plus two and but i don't think the devils are going to win i think ryan graves is going to be the only one who's going to finish in the positives in terms of plus minus then i i would look at jack hughes to lead the overall offense for the devils but when predicting the final score here here's the thing i'm kind of in a little bit of a pickle just because i don't know uh what what to pick just because i think the devils are going to get obliterated quite honestly but um does that contradict uh my plus minus prediction see this is why i don't usually do plus minus prediction because it's just way too hard too much math but uh, and math was not my best subject in school but um yeah, so this is the first game of, uh, of four that we're going to be playing against the Carolina Hurricanes. And keep in mind, we're going to have to play them uh, in a little over a week once again towards the end of January. So just saying this is not the final time that we're going to be seeing them uh, in January. But like I said, they lead the um, NHL in penalty kills. So when the Devils enter the power play, just expect for them to pass the puck around. Uh, don't penetrate the... Um, the 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 penalty killing unit for the Carolina Hurricanes and then for power play percentage uh the Carolina Hurricanes are in the top five so uh if the Devils enter the penalty kill while it's been solid I don't think it's good enough to to uh defuse the Carolina Hurricanes and remember the Devils are they're improving a little bit in the power play they've moved up from like the 31st position to now 28 they they have a 15.4 percent power play percentage but I I just don't expect anything to happen for the Devils in that regards especially with the penalty killing unit uh for the carolina hurricanes so uh d'angelo you gotta find a way to just uh make sure he doesn't go off one um in terms of goaltending for the devils i think mackenzie blackwood will get the start i do not want john gillies out there i don't want anyone else out there i want mackenzie blackwood because mackenzie blackwood's worst is still better than some of our other options best so i'm just putting that out there but uh, this is probably going to be a long night for the devil. So just putting that out there, just, I'm just going to say this for my overall prediction. Do not expect a win. Uh, Jack Hughes, uh, is going to lead the offense. Ryan Graves is going to lead the defense. And I, I believe he'll finish in, uh, with a plus zero or plus one, plus two, uh, plus minus. And, um, yeah, that's my overall prediction. So I'm trying to keep my expectations, uh, below moderate because I just don't expect much from the devils because they haven't really shown me anything in terms of their overall production, not trying to be a negative Nancy. I'm just reporting it. So, uh, let me know what you guys think. I'm curious to hear your guys' overall predictions. And like I said, guys, if you agree with me on something, if you disagree with me 
on something, please reach out to me on Twitter at TreyMatt4 or Locked On Devils. Someone reached out to me in terms of their overall opinion of how uh, I discussed about the Nico Heizer situation. We had a healthy debate. So, like I said, if you if you have an opinion on something, that whether you agree with me, you disagree with me, or you're kind of unsure and you want more clarity, please reach out to me. I'm always happy to discuss uh, hockey and Devils with you guys because I just love the overall healthy debate and I love interacting with you guys. So, once again, hit me up on Twitter at Lockdown Devils at Trey Matt Four. As for today's episode, that's all time I have for you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Best of luck, Devils, uh, in your game against the Carolina Hurricanes. This schedule is not going to get any easier. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.